Welcome to the Wicked Wealthy Woman podcast. I'm Gina Marie, and I am your holistic success coach, here to help you heal, not hustle your way to success. I'm gonna show you how to discover and unleash the wicked wealthy woman you are inside. You'll be able to dream big, believe big, and become big as we heal, feel, and unleash the wicked wealthy woman you are. Hello, beautiful souls. I am so excited and grateful that you keep coming back week after week to listen to the Wicked Wealthy Woman and Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. I am beyond excited and grateful for you to join us in this conversation with the amazing and incredible Tammy Lip. I'm so excited to introduce her to you because I know that you will benefit from her gifts. I know because I've personally worked with her and have changed, have healed, and opened up to new possibilities and amazingness by working with this incredible soul. Her name is Tammy Lip. She is a former commercial real estate agent living in sunny South Florida with her husband and son. Tammy is a very down-to-earth spiritual guide, well-versed in metaphysics, and with a natural gift for working with energy and communication. Tammy is trained in chronic healing, certified as a master mind magic practitioner, and she uses her gifts of reading energy and the Akashic records in her work to bring clients to a deeper understanding of themselves. Tammy, I love you. Welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me on your beautiful show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tammy. So pumped. You know that because I love working with you personally. I love your energy. I love your vibe. I love the way that we communicate and how open you are. And so I just really want to dive right in right away and let our listeners know, just tell us about you and what is it you do in this world? You're calling, what are your gifts? Ah, well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to tell you all my lovely story. So, uh, you know, I am just a, your typical woman in her mid forties living in South Florida with my husband. I was a real estate agent. I worked in commercial real estate for like 11 years and then we had a baby and I left, you know, for a little while to have my son and my husband had his business, right. In addition to my airbrush, in addition to my world in real estate. He's an airbrush artist. And we, so we had the airbrush business and we had my real estate work. And then we had this beautiful baby and I was cracked open like a coconut, <laughs> quite literally. And I could not bring myself to go back to work. Right. I had intense postpartum depression, anxiety. I was in a lot of denial about it. Although people know about postpartum depression, I don't think they know enough about postpartum anxiety. It wasn't really like a blues period for me. It was more of like intense internal pressure and it was it was very internal and I did not show a lot of signs outwardly until I was already suffering for a really long time and then it was like a big thing. So I had this huge experience. I just did not go back to my real estate job, decided to pursue building my husband's art business to make that a full-time job. Really thought we were going to be homeless in no time, for sure. I had a lot of anxiety about that. Through this period, my grandmother passed away and I had a lot of you know personal family things go on. So I reached a point that I consider like that dark night of the soul and not like just a little one, but like a big one where I ended up like having a break with reality, kind of being in the hospital for a long time, not understanding what was happening to me, you know, and then coming through that whole thing 
and coming into healing and looking for how do I get myself back, right? Because I did not want to accept the, well, you're just incapable of living life. Here's a bunch of pills. Have a good day, right? I was not willing to accept that. And I knew deep down inside that I could do better, right? And that this was some kind of reaction to new motherhood or whatever. So I began a journey of like, what would help me not have to live on pills? And so the only thing that I kept finding was meditation, meditation, meditation. And I was like, I don't want to freaking meditate. My mind is so busy. I'm such a, you know, mental person, but it was in my face over and over again. And I was desperate for change. So I finally tried it. And that really opened the door, right? Then I started working with a therapist who was also a coach and I had never understood coaching before. And so that was really transformative. And she was very like magical, right? So she started introducing me to like um, working with goddesses and gods. And, you know, I had worked with cards and astrology in my younger days, but this was really like new for me to see this being woven into somebody's profession like this, because she was a psychologist and she was into magic and she was into coaching. And I was like captivated by this, right? So this was the beginning of me getting into this world and doing a lot of deep healing. Fast forward to, you know, COVID. Now I'm doing this work on myself and I had met a couple of different mentors. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. My husband's airbrush business took off. I, you know, really started, you know, marketing us and doing that full-time and achieved a good amount of success with the airbrush business. And there I was, right. And I had through the airbrush business started a women's networking group, right. Started doing women's events. I'm really loving that. That called in an amazing mentor in my life, Tracy Litt which is how you and I met. So it's wonderful, yeah. right? And that really meeting Tracy and Tracy's work really started giving me the foundation that later would become what I used to save myself from a very dark place. So through COVID, having a lot of extra time to work on myself and doing some extra work with Tracy, I had these big revelations, right? I started asking myself these questions like, who am I and what do I like and what do I want? I had this very closet side to me that nobody really knew, right? The side that read horoscopes and was into energy and was into religion and reading about all of these metaphysical subjects, right? And I had always been into that since I could read and never talked about it, like in the in the real world, never brought it into my life. So now here I am doing all this deep work on myself, right? Everyone's locked in their house. And I'm like using that time to work on myself. And I'm like, oh my God. I think I'm a teacher. I think I'm a coach. I think I'm, I think I can move energy. I start having all of these revelations about myself because now I'm meditating, I'm doing all this work. And so then shit starts getting weird, right? Then ever like once I started opening up to the possibilities that this was going on inside of me, I started making the connection how this was always going on inside of me since I was two years old and I was seeing my imaginary friend and I was, you know, hearing communicating with spirits and people would die and I would get messages and all these, like, I never really thought that I thought I was, thought I was crazy. Right. And I think of many people who have these gifts who don't really understand them, especially those of us who are brought up with a certain religious overtone to our upbringing. We think that we're crazy. We think that we're evil. We think that there's something wrong with us, right? And it's when we start to do this inner work and we start to heal these wounds and we start to understand the truth of who we are and we stop judging ourselves, we realize, holy shit, that 
incredible energy in my body that's creating all the anxiety and depression and crazy thoughts in my head that are paranoid, though that line of of energy is actually magic. And when it's when my body is healthy and when my system is healthy and my mind is doing the healthy things, those are gifts. And that same anxiety line is your imagination, right? And so instead of your imagination turning against you, making you think you're sick or you're crazy or you're not okay, the way that I was kind of a hypochondriac, right? Now I'm able to see messages, right? Take this road, don't take that road, answer this call, say yes to this, don't say no to this instill your boundaries, right? Enforce this relationship, let go of this relationship, right? You're starting to hear this intuition, this soft, still voice, instead of it saying, what, what's that pain in your stomach? Oh, you must have stomach cancer. You must be dying. Oh my God, everything is falling apart. It's like, wait, what's that pain in your stomach? Oh, isn't that interesting? You just had a conversation with your husband that kind of triggered you about spending money. Like instead of right? You're using this same beautiful creative force inside of you. Now it's doing what it's meant to do, right? It's meant to connect you to this beautiful divinity instead of making you think all these thoughts that are unhelpful and untrue. So that is, I guess, the long story of how I started hearing my intuition and taking it seriously. And then once I realized this was really happening, then I started to get serious and look for mentors and look for people to help me and started doing um, daily practices and working on my energy and really doing the work on myself. So That brought me to wanting to help other people, wanting to give them the gift of understanding themselves, wanting to give them the gift of healing, um, understanding their own wounds, their own triggers, what may have got them to where they're at so that they can do their inner work to have the same free experiences of being free from those things too. So I consider myself like a metaphysical expert because anything that doesn't have a physical presence, right? Is metaphysical. So this is like our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, our intuition. And I have done such introspective work that I consider myself an expert in all things that we can't see, which if you only believe in tangible things, we think we're crazy. So you're not crazy, you're intuitive. And that's what I'm here to to tell people because it's not just me, it's you too. It's your listeners, it's everybody. Ah, Sam! Like mic drop beginning start. I love it. Like I'm just like sitting here listening to you with the biggest, I wish everyone can say with the biggest grin in awe of the way that you articulated all of that beautifulness. And first of all, I didn't even know the beginning part of that story. I was just like, Sam's been a meditator from day one, right? Like that's what I thought. I had no idea but I love how you touched on that, that, that you, I, I forget your exact word of that, not that you were a doer, but that something like you were in your head that you, you thought that you couldn't meditate, right? Like you, it just yeah. came to you to meditate, meditate, because I have so many clients that that's where they start off with. They're like, my mind doesn't shut off. And I'm like, okay, one-on-one, your mind does not have to shut off. But I just love that you bring up that that's where you started and you were ready And the teacher showed up, whoever that was, it was the, you were ready, right? And so the universe provided for you and it kept showing you meditation, 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 Mm -hmm. and then it opened you up to all of this beautifulness that you just shared that I didn't even know. So thank you so much for sharing. It's a great story. And I really believe that when, you know, we go through these experiences that is so divinely done so that we experience it. Like in the moment, we feel like what going back to the postpartum depression and anxiety you were talking about, 
in it, it feels so hard and it feels so ugly and it feels so dark. And later we see the light that we needed to experience that, right? Mm -hmm. In order to grow through it, in order to help others do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is so beautiful. And, and, and I invite listeners to really hear that, that this is what we talk about. Like in the dark times, it's hard to see the light and the meaning of whatever's going on. Right. We don't want anything bad to happen to people, but there's always meaning in what's happening for us. Yeah. So I love how you said that. Yeah. 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 So thank you for sharing that. So I love how you talk about intuition and gifts and all of that beautifulness, let's start with what exactly is intuition, right? Because it's not a tangible thing. And so sometimes people are so tripped up, like really what is intuition? Tell us. So that's like a loaded question, but I'm going to do my best to give you my take on what intuition is based on my experience, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all have this in our knowing, right? That small, still voice inside of us. Now, it's interesting because until recently, I thought everybody had like a very robust inner mental conversation thing happening. And I found out that not everybody does actually. There is a, right? Are you mind blown right now? Wait, because- hold on, hold on, hold on. This is so ironic. Are you ready? Like not. Uh, right? Yeah, like, like literally in the shower today, <laughs> literally in the shower today, I'm talking to myself, I'm hearing it. And I'm like, everyone must, it's not just me. There's no way. Like everyone has this internal dialogue that's going constantly. Right. I remember having a conversation with Liam. He brought it to my attention and he's, he's like, mom, I, I need to see a therapist. I think there's something going on. I was like, why talk to me big. What's going on? And he's like, well, I hear myself talking to myself all the time inside. And I, so I think, I think I'm crazy. I was like, but you know, but how mind blowing this is I have goosebumps. Like we don't raise our children to say that you have this internal dialogue and that's fucking normal. Right. Right. Like who thinks of that? And I never did in doing the work that I do. And, and so even we hold on even deeper in the shower today. I'm like, mine is so like, it's like there's someone sitting right here, Tam. And I'm like, yeah. back and forth. Uh, and in the shower today, I'm like, everyone has this. They have to. So tell me more. Go ahead. So it wasn't that long ago that I read, I forget if I read it first or saw it on TV and then I looked it up. I forget there's, and there's like a term for it. I'd have to look it up, but there is a term and a percentage of people who don't have an inner voice. It does not mean that they don't have a conscience. Like, let me just, you know, clarify. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that, like you said, there's a very dynamic robust inner dialogue going on inside of your head all the time. Same for me. And I'm going to explain when we talk about the Claire's in a second, like why that's special. Cause there is like normal, when I say normal, I don't love to use that word, like typical um, people have an inner dialogue and it goes back and forth at like, like a moderate rate. Then there are people like you and I, and probably some of your listeners who have a strong Claire cognizance, right? We'll talk about that. um, And other strong Claire's and that voice that dialogue that you're having with all of not it's not just your intuition but you're also dialoguing with your parts right ifs right i forget um the the gentleman's name who founded ifs right off the top of my head i'm having a blank but there's that internal family systems right and so all of our parts i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt you because i don't know it's internal family systems and it just talks about like the fire chief in your head the one who puts out all the fires right your ego parts your the the part of you that's like your protector right there's all these different parts of us right it's 
it's all. And like he talks, it's a beautiful work that has done so much for mental health and psychology, like really to understand our different parts of our ego and our psyche. Mm -hmm. It's right about the psyche. So our intuition is among that, right? So it's, it's, interesting because like you'll miss your intuition because you think you're just talking to another part of you right but the parts of you are subject to your biology and to your conditioning which you and I talk about in mind magic right but the intuition is not intuition is outside of all of that intuition is directly coming from your divinity from the part of you that is you right because you and I are not the things that are looking at each other right now on the camera we are our souls right which are bigger than what our brains can perceive. I like to say we're not souls that like, we're not bodies with souls. We are souls actually in like that have a body in, but your body is not your whole soul. (laughs) It's much bigger. So that part of us is the intuition, that part of us, that is our spirit connecting to us. That always is connected to us from the minute we are from the minute our heart comes into being in our mother's wombs, right? Until it stops beating and we stop breathing, that soul spirit is connected to our body, right? And that line of communication is not subject to your biology or to, it's really divine and it's outside of all that. We all have this connection. Thank you. We all have this connection. This is available to every single human. Some of us are born a little more open to it than others, but it can be cultivated and grown in anybody who has the desire. And I'll just say that if you want to have strong intuition, but you feel like you don't, The fact that you want it that badly tells me that you probably have a way stronger connection and intuition than you think you do. And it is only your biology that is kind of hampering you from seeing it. It is not hampering it from happening. It's just hampering you from seeing it. And you may also be one of those people who is like me, full of anxiety and full of worry and all of those things, because what happens is that energy coming in and not being allowed to do its thing in the natural, normal, typical state that it could do, it creates that imbalance and like turns on us. And that's what makes us like using our creativity to imagine the worst case scenario every time our kid leaves our site, every time our partner is is gone from the phone too long and doesn't return their phone call, right? Everyone can, can attest to having these these experiences to some degree, but those of us who have this potential to be extremely intuitive and extremely connected to the metaphysical parts of life, if we're not actively like cultivating and pruning and keeping that system clean and clear, it will turn into anxiety and into unhelpful thoughts and into using that creative, beautiful juice for something that's unhelpful, right? So that is is a truth, right? If you have, if you're suffering in that way, I give you that so that you can see there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need a little bit of reconditioning so that the energy can flow through you in a more healthy way and can do its job for you and do what it's meant to do right now. We're, you know, we're blocking it and we create that situation. So not everybody has that. So when you realize that you realize how special it is to have it and also to have it as robustly as some of us do, right? Did you have a very, did you have an imaginary friend as a child, Gina? I don't remember. I always remember playing with my, by myself and uh-huh. entertaining myself. And I, I feel like I'm sure I did, but I, yeah. and it's so funny because people talk about this and I'm like, I don't know if I did, but I feel like I probably did, but I can't say for sure. 
Yeah. I, I wish you could ask some of your aunts. I'm not sure who's around that you could ask that would have known you or been had a conversation yeah. with your mom. I remember my imaginary friend very vividly. And I think most of us probably who have these types of brains, we have these experiences as a young child because kids are so open, right? Yeah. Um, it's such a, it's such a interesting thing. My parents were so like, they were like, what's wrong with our daughter? They took me to the doctor. <laughs> they took me to a doctor and they were like, what's wrong with her? And the doctor was like, she's fine. She's, she's, this is actually a sign of great intelligence and a lot of creativity. And they told them not to like, cause my dad was like trying to shut it down. And he was like, no, no, no leave her alone. And I had this very robust experience with this imaginary friend named Adrak. Right. And I could see him like in my mind, I could still see him when he, he wore the same thing every single time. And he was around until I was about three, three and a half. And then he was gone. And looking back, it was like, he would just sit there very quietly and silently while I would play. And I feel like he was telling me things, you know, and I look back and I'm like, oh, that was probably like a spirit guide or some kind of like teacher, like who knows what that was, but it was very specific. It was very detailed. And I find that some people that have claircognizance and some of these other gifts, they'll have had those experiences as a child with a very vivid imaginary friend, right? And it's when when you have these experiences and, and your parents are like, oh, take you to the doctor. What does that little person say about that, right? They, they say, oh, something's wrong with me. And they took me to the doctor. My mom's worried. They're using words like crazy. And like, you, you hear that and then you, right? And you, so then that's fine. And then you go until you're 36 and you have a child and you lose your shit because everything you've been like holding together, right? In total denial of who you are and suppressing all of these things. When you when you have an experience like I did, we had a traumatic um, situation with my son being born in an emergency C-section. I had never had even stitches in my life, like never nothing. So that was for me like a huge thing. I was cracked open and I could not put myself back together again because all of that was suppressed and really needed to come out. So. I say that so your listeners can maybe see themselves if they're suffering or struggling with anxiety or depression or having any of that, like maybe you're intuitive, right? Maybe you have a lot of gifts that you're suppressing and that you're not aware of or that you haven't been taught about. Yeah. I love this conversation because Claudia, you know, my middle and you know, I, and my listeners love how I, and my family love how I always bring my family and friends in, but it's so relatable. And I don't know if that I've ever shared this with you. But so Claude, we deemed her as our worrier, right? When she was little. And so we're undoing that now, right? Knowing what we know now. But at the same time, it's so interesting. So she used to be able to, this is so cool, Tim. We were at a swim meet and there were baskets, raffle baskets. And she was a swimmer. She made it to this end of the year championship, whatever. And there were raffle baskets and there was this one really big raffle basket. And Claudia was like, I'm winning that. I'm winning that basket. It's a movie basket. I want it. I put it in there. And sure enough, we go home later. We all take a nap because it was, you know, a long day, whatever. And I get a phone call from the lady and she's like, oh, is this Claudia? And I was like, no, this is her mom. She's like, oh, she won the raffle basket. And I was like, stop it right now. But I shared this because we used to say she would look up and we're like, what are you looking at? And we'd be playing a game, like how to win something or whatever. She's like, my people. I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, my people. And so we started saying she has people. And, but she's never talked about it. Like she doesn't see anybody. And we just joke about it. 
And she sometimes experiences anxiety or is the worry wart. And so you having this conversation is really helping to be like, "Mm, maybe there's some gifts there within Claude. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine all three of your kids have something going on, just knowing how gifted you are and how talented you are. I mean, it took us not very long for you to be fully doing mediumship, like blowing me away (laughs) in this year. So like, I would guess that all of your kids have access to the same thing, Liam, for sure. Yeah. After what you were telling me and I, you know, knowing your girls and just being in their energy, I would, you know, I would say that each oh, other. Right. You did get, you were, you did get yeah, to meet them. I got to hang with them. I got to, and you got to experience them. And so, you know, I'm excited to see how this develops because this, these types of conversations would have been so helpful to me growing mm-hmm. up. Right. Because it was yeah. such a, and many people I'm sure can relate to this, right. I was raised Roman Catholic. And so anything to do with like metaphysical things was really against what we were taught. But my mother was very like progressive and rebellious in that way. And she would take me to psychics and take me for astrology readings. But then like, we just weren't allowed to talk about it, like in certain places in certain places. So like, it's like putting your foot on the gas and putting your foot on the brake and then putting your foot Mm -hmm. on the gas and putting your foot on the brake. So I was not only taught that like I was potentially crazy as a kid, but that we weren't allowed to talk about these things. This was all very like, so it's like, if this would have been exemplified, think about like how powerful we could have been so soon, right? Instead of having to get to our forties, having to get to a breakdown, having to go through all of the things in order to find out Hey, I have these gifts. Like, this is one of my gifts. And then in hindsight, like my grandmother, who unfortunately chose to leave her body at like a very young age, she was not even 80 hardly, she had gifts too. And they were very repressed. She was raised in a Catholic orphanage. And she, you know, so like I look back and this is like generational. And I feel like liberating this, not only for my family line is so healing, but then telling the whole world, like, hey, you have these gifts. And they're important and you should, and you could know about them. And if you knew about them, they would enhance your life and you would feel better and you wouldn't feel crazy. Feel better, right? Like that is what we talk about and teach us about getting back to your core truth, your alignment. And by not allowing these and suppressing them, it's pulling us out of alignment, create, like you're saying, creating the anxiety and physical illnesses. Right. And so as we're saying it, I'm like, holy shit, Taylor's riddled with anxiety. And she's also intrigued by tarot cards. And I'm like, holy shit. She's got that energy coming into her body naturally. And it's doing what it did to me and probably so many other people. And that's why I feel so passionate about telling people about this so that they can make the connection and go, oh shit. I have tears, Tam. I really feel like this is crazy. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. Auntie June is coming through. So just like she's, I, do you ever remember me telling you about ride the bull or no? Uh, it sounds kind of familiar, but say what okay. she, when she, when she comes through with a message, you got to deliver it. So okay. <laughs> so when I had a, a call with another medium years ago, it was um, right after my mom died, I think. And um, totally bringing tears to my eyes. And at the end of the call, I said to the lady, she said, do you have any other questions? And I said, yeah, does auntie June have any other, because my mom didn't really come through. She said she was like still in a pod or something because she had dementia. And it was, she said, she explained it like if she was at the hospital and all the doctors and nurses were over her and helping her, she said, it's, it's very similar to that. She's off in a pod and like all the angels and spirit guides are over her, helping her transition because of the dementia. Mm -hmm. If she had seen her family, she wouldn't even have known them. And so 
So Auntie June came through and she said, do you have any last questions? And I said, sure. Does Auntie June have any last words of wisdom for me? And she said, ride the fucking bull. And I started laughing because I just knew through my body what she meant by that. Because you'd be like, what do you mean? But it was like, ride the bull. Don't fight it. Meaning life. Have fun. Play the game. Ride the fucking bull. And so as we're talking... And having this open dialogue that I didn't even plan or know it would go this way in our conversation about speaking about my children and my gifts, because I have not talked about this with many people. And so to share it on my podcast is really huge. And I'm excited. But another reading that I had, Auntie June showed up and the lady was like, who is this lady? And I was like, she's my Auntie June. She shows up all the time. And she said, she's holding your hand and she's really with you to help you raise your consciousness and your vibration to whatever next level you're going to. What modalities do you work with? She's here to help you in that. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. And so it's like, here it is. And I see her literally as we're talking, like going like this, if, if anybody could see me like riding the bull and, and reeling her <laughs> hand around, like she's riding the bull, like here we are. Yes, have the fucking conversation to help people heal, accept the gifts, go back to their true core. And oh my God, Tam. Well, that whole thing that you shared makes me want to cry. And it makes me want to even further say that after like the the overarching message of my work is like, hey, you're all intuitive and you're not crazy. But then like when we drill down into the inner message of what that is, is what you just exemplified so fucking beautifully. In the Bible, where they talk about heaven being on earth again, and all the second coming and all these things, right? And I'm not trying to quote Bibles, but this is what they mean, I believe. And I shared this on another podcast recently, um, very vulnerably. So I'm just going to share it again here. Like when they, when, and I'm going to mess the quote up if I do, but Jesus says like, oh, I will come and judge the living and the dead and, and kingdom on heaven, heaven and earth. Like, I believe that when everybody knows that they're intuitive and has this ability and everybody connects to their lost loved ones, just like you did very, very easily. It was not hard at all. Like you were, you just needed a little bit of guidance and boom, you got it because you do the work on yourself, right? So you were ready. And now you have this gorgeous open dialogue with your auntie June and she's able to come to you and give you messages and talk to you and participate in your healing and participate in your journey and participate in furthering what you're doing, like that is what that Bible verse to me means, where we're literally aware that when we leave our bodies, we're not gone into some abyss. Like we're still who we are. We still have our personality. We still have our mentality, right? We don't have our body. We don't have our physicality anymore, but you still have this, right? And it still has a journey. It still has lessons. It still has things it needs to do in its family karmic line, in its own personal journey, all of those things, right? And so it is people that leave their body are invested in your growth and development because we know healing goes seven layers, generations forward, seven generations back. So Auntie June is doing her job and you're working with her and she's out of her body. And to me, that is exactly the beginning of like when everybody knows that, okay, so grandma's gone out of her body, but this is how we contact her. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. everybody knows it and they do, they don't need to hire a special medium, right? People know how to do this for themselves. Every family has their own medium, maybe, right? Every like. Like, this is how we, how we make that happen. This is, and I believe this is 
a little bit of prophecy, right? This is the beginning, right? These conversations that we're having right now and, and us telling the world, like, you all can do this. We all can do this. Gina does this. I do this. We can teach you how to do this. Hello. Like, let's all do this and teach our kids. Like, this is the beginning. Then when our kids get to have kids, like, they just do it. It's just who they be. You just get to be. You just, this is just who we be. It's just humans being and knowing this truth about ourselves that has been suppressed from us for so long. Yeah. What a beautiful conversation. I appreciate you so much. We're not done though. that we, that we talked about what is intuition. Right. And so in the beginning, you talked about the way that you, the way that you started to tap into it was through meditation and all the inner work that we do. But so tell us specifically, how does someone start from like beginner, whatever, how do they tap into their intuition? Well, so intuition, just like it sounds, you got to go in right? And this is true for anything. If you want anything in the external world, the the way to get that is to go in. So my first recommendation, if the person has not taken mind magic, they should call you. They should call me. They should call somebody that teaches mind magic because that really is the foundation of doing the inner work if they're not doing it. If they already know, if they're doing inner work already and they already do a fair amount of work on themselves and they're already like familiar with the concepts of meditation and things like that, even if they're not doing it, then great we can help you, right? When you, when you start to meditate and you start to go inside and you start to acquaint yourself with that little soft, still voice, right? It doesn't mean that you might not be having conscious thoughts the entire time, but if you can just learn to catch the one little whisper and understand what it feels like in your body, then you can use that right? To get the clues of your communication system, because everyone's communication system is unique, right? The way that I get messages is a little bit different. The way you get messages is a little bit different. There is some levels of similarities, right? That we can learn from each other, but just like our fingerprints, right? We all have fingerprints. We all have fingers. They all do the same things, but your fingers look different than mine. Your prints are different, right? It's the same kind Mm -hmm. of concept, right? So when you start to learn about the clairs and how we receive information, and then you start to be able to discern how you're getting information and what you're strong in and what maybe you could use a little growth if you wanted to make your gifts more robust, it really depends on what you want to do with them, right? Then you can start to cultivate that. And I always encourage people, if you're serious about your practice, meditation, meditation, meditation. And then the other really important thing is to get a journal and to start keeping track of all of the weird coincidences, Mm. all of the synchronicities, all of the times where you're at the dinner table and you're you're thinking to yourself, oh, I wonder how done that piece of meat is or whatever I'm going to draw. And then your husband says, I wonder how done that piece. And like you say the same thing at the same time and you go to, and you're like, whoa, that was weird. Like you and your partner, will link up, right? Even if you're in, like, it doesn't matter, like, if you're in a relationship or if this is your sister, if you're living with people, you will link up with them mentally and you will have instances where you're like, oh, I was just thinking that, or they said that, and you need to write those down in your book. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is when we're growing our intuition, our ego mind, our our mind wants to keep us the same and wants to show us how we're not right and how we're wrong. And how that didn't really happen. So if you write it down, the time, the date, the whole thing, then when your mind is giving you shit, you go back to that book and you can go, oh, look, and you can see, I wrote this down. This really happened. And then you can connect to that memory. And the more you build that book of proof, the more Mm -hmm. you're putting your focus and attention on your gifts. So the universe is like, hey, there's Gina writing in her book of proof. And she's really into keeping track of all her synchronicities and all the magic that she's creating. Let's give her some more magic, right? And then Ah. you have... beautiful self 
perpetuating system, right? So those are my two like beginners things, right? You have to be meditating, you have to go inside and you have to be using your hands and your, your energy to bring it into your physical space in some way. And that's the best way to do it. I love it. And you know what I'm going to, you know, me, I'm always authentic and real and take ownership. And so I've worked with Tammy personally. She has helped me to tap into my gifts. I'm super excited, but I put it on the shelf for a little bit. And so as soon as you started to talk about the journal, the book, I was like, and literally I could see it and it's sitting upstairs in my meditation room and I haven't opened it in a while to write in it. And so, but the first thing I want to say is how powerful of a tool it is because I did start and I started to write the things. And because my mind, you know, Tam working with me that I was raised by a dad who was a police officer who was very traditional. And then I had, you know, in my lineage, in my family, my auntie June, who was very spiritual, who passed away very young at 51, who was a Reiki master. And in that, the I think it was like 2000, like nine, late nineties. Right. And living in Vermont. So I believe she was of before her time. Right. So I knew I had that I was always intrigued by Auntie June. She would, she would teach us to hug a willow tree for energy. And she was just so spiritual and so cool. And I was always intrigued, but there was the part of me that was raised so traditionally that was very skeptical of it. Right. And so that time that I told you, I'm just going to say this out loud. I'm just going there that I was sitting here in my office that I looked up at the tree outside of me after my dad passed. And I literally saw his face fucking carved in the tree. I have goosebumps. And I was like, I was like, there's no way you're making this shit up. You're fucking crazy. And I looked down and looked back up and there it still was. I was like, Oh my God, dad. And then I was like, I don't want to get my phone because I don't want to miss this moment. And then I looked down to get my phone and looked back up and it was still there. So, you know, it is so powerful to keep a journal and a book to remind yourself, because like you're saying, our ego, our conscious mind that is so afraid of something that is different and outside of the norm that we are so conditioned and programmed to think that that's fucking crazy. It's evil. It's going to tell you that that's not happening. And now because of you, thank you so much for your beautiful work and the way that you teach and guide. I have this living proof of my gifts that I've been keeping in a closet. Yeah. And so thank you for the remind. Thank you for our listeners to start this practice and the reminder for myself to go back to it. So thank you. No, you're very welcome. It's a practice. I forget where I picked up somebody else who was, you know, teaching magic who I, you know, like I have been collecting this information my whole life, which is Mm -hmm. so fun. Right. And so it's the thing I love talking about the most. And what's so funny is like, I never in a million years thought that there was like a profession behind it for me. Like Mm -hmm. it was this closet thing that I liked and did that I never shared with a lot of people. And here I am like making a living off of teaching people and talking about this. And I could literally talk about this like for three days straight. I know, I know. Right. I mean, I've lost track of time with us, but in, right. And I'm going to switch gears for just a quick second, because I want people to know, you know, I love how you practice it, but then you also teach others how to do it. How cool is that? And I remember one of our first calls that we had, you were literally, I'm just going to say it. You were like, oh my God, something's coming to me. And it's just so crazy. I don't even want to say it. And you know me. I was like, no, you better say it, say it, say it. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know. And then you were like, I don't know. Your parents are showing me a yellow slide. And I was like, my draw jaw, my jaw dropped because you wouldn't know you live in Florida. 
And I had just been at the big, I don't even know if you remember, right? Because it, hey, oh, I remember the story very, very vividly because it was a big just, lesson for me. <laughs> yeah. I was just at the Big E and it's known for, it's a Tri-County Fair back home and they're known for the big yellow slide. So my parents were letting us know that they were with us. Like, yeah. you're amazing. Thank you. And it was, I, I remember that specifically so vividly, Gina, because it was one of the first readings I had done, right? Because I had offered to do these practice readings for all of our yep. friends, right? In our group, as I was like, oh my God, I think I'm talking to dead people. Cause I wasn't even sure that's what I was doing until right. you know, we were in our certification program. And I was actually giving our friend Sheila another reading. And I was like, oh my God, I, I feel like this is your parents. And I was like fighting myself. So your was oh. one of the first readings that I did where I was like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm going to see if I can do this. And I remember very specifically, they showed me a black and white slide first. And I, in my head to them said slide, what the fuck does that mean? Slide? Like, cause in my head, I'm like, I'm supposed to be getting these profound messages of like, Oh, when you were a little girl, we made eggs and made it like, I wanted to see like all like the whole story, right. But spirit talks and symbols and languages, and they have to give me an impression. I have to understand the impression. Like there's a lot going on here. Right. So they're showing me this black and white slide. I remember saying to them slide, what am I supposed to, she was at a park. Like what? slide what am I supposed to say about slide and then they made it yellow and I was like oh that's cool and I I never really like for me color is I perceive it more than I see it so I perceived the color yellow and then I could see the color yellow which we'll talk about like the clairvoyance and how that worked and then I was like okay fine and I was like I'm just gonna say this to her and this is so stupid and I was like fighting with your parents in my head and like (laughs) judging the shit out of this and I was like Gina I don't know I see a slide and I think it's yellow and I don't know what this means and you you like fell off the chair you were freaking out and I was like she's freaking out right now and I'm sitting here fighting with them about this is a stupid message and I don't want to give the stupid message like it was such a learning experience for me to stop fucking judging and the judgment is one of my lifetime Mm-hmm. Uh, lessons in this life as a Virgo with a Libra moon, whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. I was judging it so bad. And if I didn't stop doing that, I couldn't deliver messages because I get right. stuff like turtles. The fuck does a turtle mean? Like, and I have to say to somebody, I see a turtle and I feel like an idiot saying I see a turtle. Like I want to, I want to be like, you know, some of the mediums you see on TV and they're like, oh, I see your grandmother and she has like a purple veil and she like, they see all these things. Like, I don't always see like that. Sometimes I see like a thing, like an ice cream. And I'm like, fucking I see ice cream and I feel like a dumb dumb but I'm saying to them like I see ice cream and then the person has an experience based on because like that they know what that means but I have to let go of the judgment and that is a lesson for your listeners and a lesson for me like we the judgment of our minds which is just like you beautifully stated before it's the safety mechanism because Mm -hmm. it's we don't feel safe like our nervous system does not feel safe like it is not widely talked about that we have intuition that we can Mm -hmm. talk to dead people it's very it's new to come out like this and so my nervous system is like we're gonna fucking die right now so stop so it judges and so that I won't say the thing right but no no, I'm committed to bringing the messages forward because to me, I am just the vessel, the channel of healing. You mm-hmm. in that moment knew your parents were at that slide in your whole body. You knew that yeah. there was, you had no doubt. And to this moment, you have no doubt. And what you can say, like, what does that feel like in your body when you're missing your parents and you know, mm-hmm. something like that? It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I have a similar, you know, scenario to share and to help people to, you know, if you're practicing this or intrigued by it, you definitely need to reach out to Tammy because she helps you tap into these gifts and gifts and open up to them. But I was, I don't know if I shared this with you, Tam, I was working with one of my clients 
And she was talking about her brother and her relationship with her brother and her worrying about him being depressed and all of these things. And all of a sudden, Tam, this was probably when we first started working together. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at her. I'm like, oh my God, I don't say this. Don't say this. Don't say this. And I literally looked at her and I was like, all right, it just, it, it won't go. I have to say this to you. She goes, go ahead. What is it? And I was like, does your brother have really bad acne? And she goes, oh my God, he does. Look at my goosebumps. And I was like, oh my God, I was like pooping myself down. I was like, yeah. where the hell did this even, go? it literally just, I, I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. And just, it literally just came to me. You just knew it. I did. And, and she's looking at me and I was like, okay, well, it's telling me that it is, that's how his emotions are coming out through his body because he's not allowing them out. And so it's like a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. And so he's all bottled up and steamed up because he's a male and that he's taught that, it, you know, and he plays sports and that it's not manly to allow his emotions. And he's really hurting and struggling inside with all of his emotions that he hasn't let out. And that's how it's coming out in these, in this acne. And she's looking at me and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> You're delivering a fucking beautiful message. Can I share that? Oh my God. I feel like you shared something like that, okay. but I'm glad you shared it again because it needs to be shared and you need to memorialize yeah. it here in this podcast that you did that. And I'm so freaking proud of you. Like you, you have such a that. gift. And I always, I always say this to you, like your gift, when, when you sat down and we practiced mediumship and you brought through my friend, Kevin, who was like the subject of our session, mm-hmm. it blew me away. Even like, I was like expecting for you to get some little things, but like you had gotten so much like intimate details. Like it, if you don't decide to use your gift more, it would be sad. And I love that you said that out loud, right? Because I haven't practiced much and it's, I know. And you know why. <laughs> and I, I, I think it's that it's just still that, I don't know, maybe the fear of it. And so I don't really know. And so I'm excited that we're having this conversation so that I can get re-excited and um, right here, real and raw on the podcast to really exemplify that our bodies want to keep us same in the safe, living the same pattern over and over again, and creating that out of alignment, which makes us feel ill or, you know, like I've been sick and all of these different things. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is happening in real life. And so thank you so much. And I just, can I just say like, I'll use this opportunity. You set it up so beautifully. Like, why are you not in the sacred circle with us? Like you really belong practicing, doing, working with your energy. And it would be such a gift to the circle if you joined and we're having intuitive practice circle on a regular basis. And tell us what the circle is. Oh, the intuitive practice circle. So the, we had our first intuitive practice circle within the sacred circle. The sacred circle, just so your audience understands, is something I birthed at the end of last year. This was beginning to percolate inside of me that I wanted to bring together a community of women that understood and that could learn about energy and learn about the importance of their energy and start working with the moon and the stars and the different cosmic energies that we're supported by. But my, it was always my gift. It was always my dream to bring in the gift of learning their intuition as well as part of the curriculum. Of course, like we were just talking about resistance is lovely. So I opened the group, but I didn't start the intuitive practice until it's been about almost a year now that we've been meeting, but Mm -hmm. we had our first intuitive practice. So we meet at the new moon. We meet at the full moon. We have energy coaching in the middle. We do master classes on spiritual subjects, but now we're also doing our intuitive practice circle on a regular basis. I think it's going to be monthly. 
but that might change as if, it, if there's a lot of interest, we may do it more than that, depending mm-hmm. on how it goes. So we had our very first one. And of course it's open to um, women to join a la carte. I call it, like if they're not part of the circle, they can take, buy a ticket and be with us if they want to try it out. But I didn't know who was going to come. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had the members of the sacred circle and I had two other women join us. Who's from outside of the circle. And we had the most incredible experience. I wasn't sure what I was going to be able to do or what was going to happen or what they even wanted to learn about. But we went over the Claire's. I talked to everybody about what the Claire's are and kind of how they show up for us. I had everybody do a little um, practice of feeling their energy with their hands so that they could really see and feel something that's metaphysical. And then everyone's interest was mediumship. So I was like, cool, let's do some mediumship. So earlier in the day, when I was prepping for the circle, I was like, I would love a celebrity to be able to read with the group tonight, somebody who they know, but somebody who they don't really know a lot about so that I can verify the things on wiki or whatever. Um, How many kids did they have? Where do they die? Where do they live? Like different facts, right? That people Mm -hmm. could tap into. And we do celebrities because I find that if you are part of the public eye, you've agreed to be, you know, looked at. And I just basically opened my mind and was like, okay, what celebrity wants to come forward? And Zsa Zsa Gabor came at me, which is funny because like, I know her, but I don't like know her, know her, but she really wanted to be seen and heard. And I was like, okay, Zsa Zsa, if they want to do mediumship, that's what we'll do. And I was like, great, we're going to call on Zsa Zsa because she raised her hand earlier and boy, did she come through and each woman right? Picked up stuff. Now they knew her name, but they didn't know a lot about her. And I'm talking how many natural children she had. They got right. How many husbands, one of the girls was picking up the word darling, darling. And she, I was like, that's what she says, right? One of the girls picked up that she wears a boa, right? They they were picking up all of these details, right? So it was so amazing to see how just a little bit of practice, we went, I dropped them in, we did a few things and then there they were, getting messages from this celebrity who's been out of her body. Right. And I'm like, we're going to have so much fun because I have so many ideas of exercises and practices and things we can do as a group with each other, playing with our different clairs and playing with our different abilities um, and seeing what we can do. Because just like we talked about, when you put your focus and attention on it, that's what the universe goes. Oh, just like working out in the gym, right? If you want abs, you got to do setups, right? And you may not have them after the first session, but if you continue to do it, you'll have great abs, right? And so even if you have no experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like even if you've never done this or you think you have no skills, if you have curiosity, that's all you need. Mm, Love that. That's it. I love it. I love it. And so I want to go back so we don't leave our listeners hanging. We talked about what intuition is and how do we tap into it? How does it help our listeners in their personal and business life by tapping into their intuition? So when you're tapping into your intuition, you're really, it's a very sneaky way of cultivating self-trust <laughs> is, is really the, is the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And so that's really like when you, when you work with me, it's like meditation and I start really helping you self-love and self-trust because that's foundation. Right. And so when you have this self-trust and now you're open, whether it's your ear, your eyes, whatever, to this guidance and you're in your business and you're not sure, should I launch during this time? Or what should I launch? Or should I work with this person? Or should I make, should I get into a partnership? Should I invest, right? All of the different things that you're not sure, you learn how to run that through your neutral Mm -hmm. intuition 
right? And not necessarily need to call a psychic or a medium, but be able to use your own intuition and to say, wow, I'm really getting the hit of this. And to learn, especially because intuition so many times is going to be counter to our logic. And that's really the big takeaway is that if you're a very analytical, logical, intelligent person, you have to move that logic kind of out of the side because it's going to sound so loud and so logical, but your intuition is going to be very soft and maybe illogical. But when you learn to feel it in your body, you go with that, like, sounds like a risk, almost voice. And then you get the payoffs and you're like, holy shit, I never would have did that if I didn't tap into my intuition. And you can start to then, then my clients start to see like me, the different timeline splits, right? Because you see yourself and then you see yourself at the point where you're going to make a decision. Am I going to invest in this program argument? Not, right? And you say, okay, well, old me would have listened to my voice, listened to my logic and not done that. New me, listened to my voice, listened to my intuition is going to say yes to that. And even though it may feel very scary, you do it. And then as you start to see the doors swing open and the opportunities come flying at you and all the things, you're like, wow, I never would have saw this, had this, done this, experienced this, had I said no back at that fork, right? And you can start to see your own timeline splits. And then it becomes like, you can really start to understand the power of making choices from this place Mm -hmm. versus just listening through logic alone, right? It's such a beautiful place. And I, I start people off from the, when they're in the very beginning of this, of that, when they're very in their head, right? I one of my coaches, I can't remember who taught me when you're in your head, you're dead. When you're in your heart, you start. And so like, that is the easiest way to really Mm -hmm. start when you're very heady, right? Like to just really get in there. And here's another one. And I'm going to just say, I'm just going to call it out now that we'll come back to talk about Claire's. So that way, because we need more time. Like we really need- Yeah, that could be like a whole- Yeah, we'll do a whole other podcast. Come back and listen to Tam talk about Claire's. Part um, two. And and I, part two, and I will, you know, bring out my book and start practicing again. But what I want to also say is, right, the easiest ways is what people need to know. And what about a pendulum? Isn't that a great way? Yeah, a pendulum is a lovely tool. And I love the pendulum because if you play with the pendulum, you learn to ask questions, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And then eventually what happens is you don't need the pendulum anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. the pendulum yeah. is not doing the magic. It's the magic coming through you. And the pendulum yeah. is communicating with you, making it a little easier. And that's yeah. beautiful. But eventually you start getting good at asking those questions and you don't even need to see that thing yeah. swinging. You can feel it in your body because you'll start to see the swing and feel your body and make those connections, right? It's mm-hmm. really these little nuancey things that you start to realize our, like nothing is meaningless, right? Every, I mean, everything is meaningless. We put our own meaning, but nothing is meaningless in life. Everything that's happening, whether it's like a pain in your side or whether it's a hesitation to get on the ramp on 95 or Mm -hmm. whether it's like, Hey, I think I'm going to pick my kid up early from camp today. And like, you don't know why you want to do that, but then you pick him up and he's like, Oh, my best friend left early. And I was miserable. Thank you so much for coming. And you're like, Holy crap. Like I didn't even know he was having that day. Right. And you just listen to that little voice inside of you more often than you shut it down. It's magic. It's really, it's such a magical experience. I love it. I love it. So we have gone all over the map, but brought it back. (laughs) Working with you and talking with you. It is so, it's so natural and it just feels so good. And so Tam, tell us, and don't worry if you don't get this written down because it'll be in the show notes, but tell us how, how can people work with you and connect with you? 
So if you want to find me, you can come to my website, which is gorgeous. It's www.sacredphilosophies.com. Um, you can find me on Insta at Tammy Lip. You can find me on Facebook at Tammy Lip, or you can have a free Facebook group, Sacred Philosophies, if you want to check out my vibe and hang out for you know a little while and just see what kind of people and um, what kind of things we talk about. That's a very non-committal place to come and just check things out. Through my website, you can book a session. I offer group programs. Of course, I have my private membership, the Sacred Circle, which I love. It's relatively new. So it's an intimate group of women. We work with the moon. We work with our energy. We're learning our intuition. I do master classes on metaphysical subjects. Um, it's a great place to answer, ask questions and just be in community. The women that are in there are having tremendous success. The one woman that I was just working with, she launched she had this business she was launching and was hesitating to do her Etsy shop and a little coaching from me. She started working on her Etsy shop, but before her Etsy shop was actually open, she sold out of all of her stock because she happened to make one post or so on Facebook and the universe was just like ready to support her. And I am so excited for her. Like she is just seeing tremendous success. And she's just a great example of like what happens when you work with your energy and you do this on a regular basis and you be in community. All right. All right. I'm checking it out. I'll do oh, it. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I would love for your listeners, if this sounds cool to check it out, um, talk to me, reach out. I'm an open book. I obviously love to talk. It's not something I shy away from. <laughs> beautiful. I love you. And definitely check out Sam and all the places and beautiful spaces that she is in. And now I have my rapid round. Are you ready? I love okay. Okay. I'm ready. I don't even know if you knew, but okay. Ready? I love it. I, myself, am a karaoke queen who cannot carry a tune and I do not care, but I need to know what is your favorite song? Oh, that's a loaded question because I love music so much. Oh gosh. Gee, that's a tough one for me. What I guess comes I'm like, to your mind, your intuition first, Tam. My very favorite song, I guess, in the whole wide world. Tori Amos, Silent All These Years. Do I know that? How does that one go? Oh, see, I was here silent all these years. All right, on MTV, like in the nineties with it. It was like her big one of her big hits, and it's just such a beautiful song. I love all of her songs, but she's like, if I have to, definitely checking it out. Okay, pick a favorite kid. That's like what that is. So good. Okay. (laughs) All right. What's your favorite self care tip? Ooh, self-care tip, salt, 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 (laughs) right? Um, I love salt and I, through pranic healing and learning pranic healing, I learned the power of salt and how salt disintegrates negative energy. We really need to be taking more salt baths, being in the ocean, let your tears fly, like salt, salt, salt for self-care. And regular table salt is what I learned, right? Yes, just regular, doesn't have to be fancy. It's regular table salt. Now I have it in um, little containers that I ordered on Amazon in all of my bathrooms. Yeah, and you can can go to like Home Depot and get pool salt for like $5 for a giant three pound or whatever it is, like a giant bag. And it's cheap because you're not eating it. So it doesn't need to be necessarily food grade. It could be like what you use. I'm that crazy lady that goes to Costco and buys like a gazillion of them and they're all in my pantry. Uh, Okay, Okay. whatever whatever you love. All right, fill in the blank. I am a wicked wealthy woman in mind, body and soul because... I am a wicked wealthy woman in mind, body, and soul because I am 
strongly connected to my intuition. And that makes me very fucking powerful and very um, dangerous to the right, to the right environment. So I love it. So beautiful. I love you so much. Thank you for being here, for being so open, for having a beautiful conversation to help all of our listeners, mine and yours, learn, grow, elevate, and expand through this beautiful conversation. Thank you so much. I love you. Thank you for having me. I love you, Gina. All righty, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star written review. This is the Wicked Wealthy Woman Podcast with me, Gina Marie. Remember, everyone, including you, is a wicked wealthy woman. You just need to unleash her.